welcome. And it seems like the last few times that we've recorded, we've started with an apology for not recording every month, which is our goal. Uh, once again, we had a few life things that occurred and it required some family travel. Nothing serious, just some family things that required some travel. And uh, we did, however, record what we thought was a really good podcast a couple of nights ago. We did. We... (laughs) Jump right in. (laughs) We um, started early in the afternoon, and we pulled together all of our theme night clothing for Naughty in New Orleans Tried on everything to see how it fit. Had lots to drink. Had lots to drink. And, in fact, uh, Mrs. Tango tried on her steampunk outfit for the the uh, steampunk night at Naughty New Orleans. And we've posted a photo of that on Twitter, if you want to take a look. It's at two or more to tango. You know, the at sign and then a two instead of T-W-O. So two or more to tango, our Twitter account. So come take a look at that if you want to see that outfit. It's transparent up top, so you can see her nipple rings of the day through it. So we had a lot to drink, and we had a really great time, and we were just having a blast. And we came into the sunroom like we were here tonight. And we don't have our fancy mixer and everything, so I'll probably have to do a lot of post-production editing to make this decent. And we set our sound levels on our little handheld a recorder and we started recording and we had a lot of laughs we had a lot of fun we just had a great hour and a half so anyway we we uh forgot to hit the record button on our recorder so we had a really great time for an hour and a half and we wish we could have shared it with you but i guess we had a little too much to drink today is wednesday june 21st and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. So we're still drinking tonight, and we hope to have just as much fun as we did a couple of nights ago. And what are we drinking, Mrs. Tango? We are drinking gin and tonics. No, not gin. No. Vodka tonics. Oh, heresy. Heresy. <laughs> I love gin and tonics. But And what kind of uh, vodka did we happen to have tonight? Um, Let me go look. Oh, wait, I don't have to. It's the only kind we ever have. It's... Tito's Vodka. Tito's Vodka and Tonics. And so tonight we're going to talk about a number of things. We'll we'll talk a little bit about our upcoming Naughty in New Orleans trip. Um, we're going to talk about some cool toys that we've been playing with and a cool way that you can get a free toy if you want one. We're going to talk about a, a podcast that we highly recommend. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about a, a visit we had with a lifestyle couple that uh, we met mm, about a month ago it wasn't that long ago two or three weeks ago and uh, a video contest that mrs tango is entangled in 
tango tangled get it oh gosh and then we're going to talk about a few uh we're We're going to answer some listener questions that's right and uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes and we should have this disclaimer we are not professional anything that's right I think if anybody's listened to us from one through, you know that we're not professionals, but it's a good point. The answers that we'll give will be our opinions based on our experience, but we don't warranty that we know what the hell we're talking about at all. And by the time we get there, we'll be a couple of vodka tonics deep. (laughs) So the following message is for entertainment purposes only and not to be taken as any type of educational or professional advice. So let's start with um, the toys. We There's a company called OVO, O-V-O. They're based in Germany. Mrs. Tango and I have collected sex toys since we first got married long, long, long time ago, long before we were in the lifestyle. And I guess a lot of, of sex toys that you buy, how would you characterize them cheap um even though they may not be priced cheaply um most of them are functional to an extent but not all of them do as they are they are advertised yeah some of them you can just tell they're made out of cheap plastic I suspect they're not all that comfortable. Uh, And when you look at the suitcases full of of sex toys that we have, there's really only a handful that we come back to. (laughs) What are you laughing at? The suitcases full of sex toys that we have. I bet over the years we've had suitcases full. We have dumped a few of them over the years, purged them in moves. So we're always looking for good sex toys, and... um, we ran into a company called... You know, the brain is the best sex toy ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up that, too. That, that's deep. That's really <laughs> deep. Okay, you are required to have another drink. So you turn okay. and take a drink and get away from the microphone. So we were looking at uh, a company called Ovo that had advertised some toys. I think I first saw them on Twitter. And we acquired three to start with one is a little one that uh very small black and gold and it has a little rubber thingy that looks kind of like a little tongue and made of rubber and when you turn it on that's kind of the idea the little rubber thingy it's a little oval thing uh vibrates like a really really fast tongue i guess and we liked that. Yeah, it was very fun. It was a little disconcerting initially because you didn't tell me you were going to use it. And I couldn't figure out what was going uh, on. You thought I just suddenly, yeah, it, it's very you small. you got new skills. <laughs> it's very small. And I did have it concealed in my hand and I reached down with it. And suddenly she thought I had the best finger skills. It's like, where has that been all these years we've been married? <laughs> Uh, the second one is a uh, G-Spot vibrator. Very smooth, very sleek. Uh, has a little round 
turned up knob that is intended to locate the G-spot. Ladies, uh, if you have a um, whatever the brand you use, disposable shaver, razor, um, the, it's shaped similarly to the handle of one of those. Except bigger. Except bigger. Yeah. And again, very, very well designed. Uh, design. We had a lot of fun with that. It's des- this company is a German company, and Germans are known for their uh, engineering skills and excelling in that. Yeah, when it, when it, when you get the toys, uh, and and, if, and I'll just mention for completion's sake, we we have a third one we haven't tried yet that almost looks like a very high end portable wireless mouse. And again, it's made to be held in the hand and um, a, a vibrator. And uh, we have to get to that one. The you know, They come in a very fancy box. When you open it up, they just look expensive. When you open the box up, it's very, very well packaged. All of these have the same charger. So you don't have to keep up with a charger for each one if you don't want to. You can just use one charger for all of them. They're all rechargeable batteries, so you don't have to replace the batteries in them. You can plug them into any kind of USB device, or you can just plug them into a uh, AC adapter, which they come with the charger. And they look like if Apple designed sex toys... They would look kind of like this. They have that smooth, sleek, elegant design. They're not paying us or anything for this, by the way. Um, we laugh. We call them the eyebraters. You can't capture an eye roll. Uh, no. <laughs> Get an eye roll. Eyebrater. Oi. But, uh, yeah, we, we kind of we call them eyebraters. It's kind of like the iPhone. They're just very, very well designed. So we talked about them on Twitter. Um, Ovo has seen that, and they have been generous enough to uh, contact us and offer to our listeners uh, an opportunity to win one. Or anybody on Twitter that follows us. True. So all you have to do is if you go on Twitter and look us up, and I'll repost this tonight, and I'll repost it again before the 1st of July. This contest runs through the 1st of July. And Ovo designed a little uh, graphic that is their logo and our logo together. And all you have to do is find that tweet, like it, retweet it, and then you just put in that retweet the at Ovo Toys and at Tuamorta Tango. And the instructions are on the Twitter, on the tweet. So I'll put that back up again. And that's all you have to do is do that, and you're entered into the contest, and they very generously agreed to uh, award a toy to somebody. And when you win such, when you win that toy, we want to hear your experiences. Oh, that's a really good point. Email us and tell us how you like it. So that's that. Uh, we there's a, a podcast that we have started listening to that we want to highly recommend to you guys. It's called The Unicorn Report. I'll put a link to it in our show notes. Or you can just Google The Unicorn Report. And guess what? It's uh, hosted by... 
a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) A single woman who is in the lifestyle and uh, she is much, um, much in demand. She's, uh, we've seen her picture and she's hot. She's beautiful and she's hot. (laughs) She is indeed. And uh, as you can imagine, I mean, if, if you're relatively new to the lifestyle and you aren't familiar with the term unicorn, it's a single lady in the lifestyle. The reason they call them unicorns is because they're so rare as to be mythical, but she's very real. And we've listened to her. We've chatted with her online. Uh, she now has a buddy, a guy, uh, and I don't remember if he uses his first name on publicly, so I won't use his first name. Uh, but she's still a unicorn, and we look forward to having a couple of Tito's with him. Actually, he likes single malt scotch, so we've already agreed we're going to have a scotch together. At, okay. Not in New Orleans. But if you haven't listened to him, go find him, the Unicorn Report. And it's very different from most of the podcasts that we have, which are usually by couples. So go look them up. We think you'll like them a lot. Uh, what else? I just have a note here in my little show notes. I know it's hard for you guys to believe that we actually have show notes, that the sound on our previous episode was very low. And so if you have that and had a problem listening to it, I've adjusted the sound and posted it back. Which makes it easier to listen to. Well, I guess anything helps, right? (laughs) And thanks to the listener that sent us the email and and told us about that. Uh, Let's talk about the couple that we met. We, um, because of a lot of the stuff we've had going on this summer, we've, we've had a number of couples that have reached out to us online on the couple of websites that we're on. Um, we're not, we, we don't put ourselves on, uh, lifestyle websites with our podcast name. We don't tell people that we do a podcast cause we don't want to freak them out. Uh, we'll tell them like Nick and Nora know well, obviously they were on one of our episodes, but, uh, but we are on a couple of lifestyle websites, and we've had a number of couples that reached out. We've picked several couples that we really felt like were a good connection. We've chatted with a number of them. And two or three weeks ago, we agreed to meet a couple at a bar. Uh, the reason that we usually do a bar as opposed to dinner. It's easier to disengage if you've just had cocktails with someone. Um, uh I think I think we both think that dinner is a little bit more intimate and it's it's harder to to say nah I don't think so I'm not feeling it uh, on a first um meeting of someone Yeah if you're if you're having dinner and you really think this is a bad bad connection it's kind of hard to leave until dinner's over If you're having drinks you can extract yourself pretty easily Now We've been fortunate that I think just about every couple that we've met, we've enjoyed. Even if we didn't feel a click to play with them, we enjoyed having drinks with them. Yes, that's true. The uh, couple that we met um, a few weeks ago, um, we weren't quite sure what to expect. Like in any situation where you meet someone for the first time, after just seeing what they've written on a on a website, yeah, they uh, you know, 
obviously we had a bit of a connection or we wouldn't have had drinks with them. But ah, it was just a little, you know, it wasn't one of those that felt like a slam dunk. Um, of course, <laughs> there's always the chance that, you know, they're going to meet us and say that they don't click with us. So one of the things that we typically tell people that we meet online for the first meet is that we don't typically play on the first date. Now, you can always change your mind on that. Right. And that I, th- I think that takes a lot of the pressure off of you're sitting there and both couples are trying to figure out, you know, these people we want to play with. It gives you both couples a chance to separate and talk with your spouse, your partner, and get a feel for what did you think. And it, it just, if you know that you're just meeting for laughs and drinks, you can just relax, enjoy, and then not and worry. And be yourself. And be yourself and not worry about that part. But like Mrs. Tango said, if there's an obvious heat and click, uh, you can easily say, hey, we feel a connection. We want to break the rules. The Now, that's different for us if... We're at an event like Naughty New Orleans, or if we're in a club, that's a totally different situation than meeting a local couple at a bar. Because ideally, a local couple would be someone that you would have a, maybe not every Saturday night have a date with them, but an ongoing relationship where you'd get together occasionally. You know, it doesn't have to always be about sex. Mm, not sure about that. <laughs> no, but I mean, with a local couple, you've always got a chance. There's no big rush. It's not like you're going anywhere, they're going anywhere. If you're in an event like Naughty in New Orleans or in a club, that's often a, you know, you've got, like in a club, you've got tonight. There's no guarantee that anybody's going to be back the next night. Uh, Naughty in New Orleans again. So for Naughty in New Orleans, for club, if, you go to somewhere like Desire, that kind of thing. I think the no play first meet rule kind of goes out the window. So we met with them and we had drinks. You know, I think we finally gotten to the point where we were the more experienced couple, which just sounds funny to say. We were the ones who were comfortable. They seemed really nervous to me at first. What do you think? I agree with you. They were... Um they were a little awkward to begin with, and I think it was, um, um, this is a new experience for us. Um, we're not quite sure what we're doing. Yeah, we once we had a, a couple of drinks, and we started joking with each other, and just started asking each other about each other, and just really started cracking up and, and joking and laughing. And once you start laughing, everything's easier once you start laughing. Uh he started out doing most of the talking, and she kind of sat back and let him talk. Right, and at first she she looked really uncomfortable at first, which I think led us in the very beginning to kind of look at each other and think, "Yeah, we're going to have drinks, and this is a no go." Right? Yeah, um, but as the evening wore on, she became more engaged. And she got more comfortable in her own skin and with us. And uh, we we were having a good time with her. Yeah, she actually ended up, toward the end of the evening, being the one that kind of led the conversation on their side. 
And it was funny because you started watching him almost deferring to her and her kind of cutting in and, and taking over, which was a lot of fun. Again, we didn't play with them that night. Uh, we both agreed when we chatted afterwards that we are going to get back together. And they had a, I don't know what it is about us and family emergencies. They had a, uh, a very pretty serious family health issue in their immediate family that occurred in the last couple of weeks. So we haven't had a chance to get back together with them for a play date, but that is definitely on the calendar. Before we go to our next topic, we are on our, <laughs> what we call our date mattress. We have an air mattress. It's a very high-end air mattress, as air mattresses go. However, can you really call something you bought at Walmart high-end? Were you wearing paisley print tight sweatpants at the time? No. Then maybe so. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a high-end air mattress, and and we the nice thing about it is we can move it throughout the house, and we can put it in front of the fireplace in the evenings. Uh, in during, the winter time. During the winter, and during the summer, we have a really nice sunroom that is uh, all windows. All windows. And Mrs. T sometimes likes to keep the curtains open to kick that little bit of exhibitionist piece she has in her. And so tonight we have the, uh, it's also nice if you're having a play date with couples, instead of saying, okay, you know, I know that some folks have a bedroom that they have set up as a playroom with their trapeze equipment and their toys and their sex swings, their blenders and sex swings and blenders. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I don't want to play with them. You don't want to play with a blender. No, no. <laughs> one of those high-end KitchenAid blenders. They're pretty. They're really pretty. They're red. A Vitamix. Vitamix. Vitamix magic. No, that's a completely different thing. Okay, but anyway, uh, in a di- and we have a bedroom that we use for that. But in addition to that, the nice thing about the air mattress is if you want to play with a couple or if you just want to have an in-house date, you can do it anywhere you want. If you want to have it on the back deck, if you want to have it in next to your Olympic-sized swimming pool, I would love to have a date next to our Olympic-sized swimming pool. <laughs> Assuming we had one, that would be cool. Well, that's the whole point. I would love to have an Olympic-sized swimming pool that we could have it next to. Uh, so anyway, we, we're in here on our uh, date mattress in the sunroom. And I just have to laugh because we're not at the table where we normally have all of our fancy podcasting equipment. And we have a mixer and all kind of stuff that is far, far more professional, far, far more elegant, far, far more high-end than our podcast actually is. But when we move out here, we just have our handy-dandy little Zoom hand quarter and our microphones but since we're on the air mattress we have to have them on some hard surfaces so we pulled a couple of board games out and you want to describe the two board games we just by coincidence happen to pull out to mount them on <laughs> we have um one of the games is mystery date the game from the 60s and i think that's as far back as it went um, that's a really fun game for a girl's night out or a boy's night out. I don't know. Depends on how you roll. <laughs> um, but it's a fun game. And the other uh, game we have is Taboo. I think those are both fun. Yep. 
Hey, we just had a mystery date when we went to the bar with that couple, right? We did. It's always a mystery date when you don't know who you're going to meet. Yep. That, you know, we need to have mystery date somehow transformed into a swinger game. We'll have to. I see interesting outcomes there. And possibilities. Yeah. We could be rich, I tell you, rich. Beyond our wildest dreams. Let's go to our topic, however. Our our next topic was, oh, before we get to our next topic, I, I wanted, we were talking about podcasts, talked about the Unicorn Report. I don't know if I mentioned, but yeah, go listen to them. They're really good. We have some friends who we have met a few times in person that, very cool couple that have a podcast, and they were down for a while. They had a event that if you listen to them, they'll describe what happened that caused them to go down for a while. It was a very unfortunate thing, but we're not going to get into it. We'll let them talk about it. But the podcast is We Got a Thing, and you can find them at www.wegotathing.com. And just look up their podcast. It's called We Got a Thing. And I was very pleased to see yesterday that they are back up on the air. Awesome. And have the next podcast this up. This is their night and day different from us professional professional marathon runners in incredible athletic shape no we're not talking about that but okay but they are that yeah they're they're both and their their podcast is a combination of both very very well put together very professional but at the same time very fun very very hot and very sexy so go listen till we got a thing, and we're just we just want to celebrate the fact that they're back up on the air again. Yay, so, Mr. So Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Jones, we got a thing going on. We gotta we can't keep singing because we'll have to pay for it. Oh, we'll have to pay ASCAP. You're right. That's not really the best reason we shouldn't keep singing, but <laughs> we'll use that. So now, uh, one other thing before we get to our listener questions. If you listen to podcast number one and number two, Mrs. Tango has a friend that she met before we were in the lifestyle, and it was actually in the same town that we were in. And if you listen to that first podcast, they had contests where they would dare each other to kind of stretch the limits or the fences sexually. And this was before we were in the lifestyle. And so they would have bets, and they would have anything from shoes to a housekeeper to a Sibian as the uh, stakes on the bet. And And because it was the kind of contest and game that it was, our husbands never uh, had a problem with the cost of of the prices. No. I remember one was uh, we were actually, I think, videoing. Uh, sex in the car in a public place. Do you remember that one? Which time? <laughs> and the one that we talked about on the podcast was before we were in the lifestyle, and Mrs. Tango was very bi, and this is before we actually met and played with a couple the very first time, uh, girl, girl only. They, no, they were both bi. You both knew that. Yes. But... When you would think about actually making out with another woman, that just seemed... That was not a something that was ever going to happen. It just didn't seem like that happens in real life. So they, they challenged... It was like a, uh, a penthouse forum, dear penthouse forum. Yeah. And it was just kissing. Yeah. Although that was still very hot. It was. And uh, so they, they, they had a bet, 
we both went to Fantasy Fest, and they had a bet on who could get the most strangers, the most women that they didn't know, to give them a really hot, wet kiss and get it on video. And so we talk about that in, I think, the very first podcast. One or two. I think episode one. So it turns out that she has now pulled out the little white glove and slapped you in the face with it. I know. What's oh, up? and we and we don't live in the same town anymore. No. And both couples are now in the lifestyle. So the bets are a little bit more um, fun, more extreme than they used to be. So this bet is what. And we're further along in we're further along in our um, careers, so the stakes can be a little bit higher. True. But we yet haven't we haven't yet come up with what the prize will be. But But the bet is The bet is who can come up with the hottest video. Period. There period. There are no other parameters, no rules. And um So we're trying to figure out and you're both pretty damn competitive. We are which I think should make this a lot of fun. It will. We have asked our our friends, uh, local friends, uh, Nick and Nora, to give us some ideas on what uh, might be fun and what might be hot. And Oddly enough, Nick is wholeheartedly volunteered. That man is all heart. I know. I don't think that's what he is at all. <laughs> don't think the heart will be involved? No. No. So uh, we will be taking our video recorder to Naughty in New Orleans. And, and if you might have, if yeah, might happen to be in New Orleans, and have an idea on how to half, help Mrs. Tango win this bet, um, you've got our digits. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. those kids shoot say. us an email and 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 talk to us. Yeah, when it comes to video recording, too, we understand that a lot of com- of couples might be very uncomfortable with that, particularly in a situation like not in New Orleans where you don't know each other. I think one of the things with Nick and Nora is we become very good friends with them, and so they trust us. And believe me, we're, we are in a very conservative area, very conservative town. The last thing that we want are videos out on YouTube or, or swingers.videos.com or whatever of us. Is there such a thing? I have no idea. Oh, did you just make that up? I just made that up. You need to go um, talk to the people. I have a feeling that if you tried to register swingervideos.com, it is taken. But So we understand that uh, couples might be uncomfortable doing that. We would never ask a couple to do that. They want comfortable with it. At the same time, when we look on our lifestyle websites, we see a lot of people that post pictures of themselves playing. Our very first playtime, well, actually the second, time it was girl girl only we videoed it with the other couple's full permission uh, permission and blessing gave them a copy of it it's a nice souvenir and it, it is nice because if you listen to some of our podcast and after the fact like the sixum that we had the first naughty in new orleans and we're describing what happened it's easy to forget what happened or to not see what happened uh if, you know, sometimes I don't see exactly what's going on with Mrs. Tango and the other guy. I always see what happens with Mrs. Tango and the other girl. But <laughs> That's funny. But uh, uh, sometimes you don't see everything that's going on. 
sometimes, like with the sixum, there's so much going on that you really don't know what's going on. It's like a um, tennis match. <laughs> your head. With six people? Yeah, you couldn't see your head going walk, 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 walk back and forth like a it's ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we understand if a couple doesn't want to do that. And but if there are couples that are, are folks that, that want to help us with that, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And obviously anybody that would be involved with that, we would give you a copy of the video, too. So and, on our side, it would and, have to be somebody we would trust, too. And we'll serve you Tito's. We'll serve you major Tito's, big Tito's, big time Tito's. So that contest is going on, and as we get into it, I I think Mr. Tango, that we we dipped into our um, New Orleans Tito's a while ago. Yeah, we're gonna have to shop. But the bottom line is, we are gonna enter something. We are gonna figure something out, and as we do, we'll certainly share what happens with you guys. So our, our main topic, even though we've gone a long time now, is over the time that we've done this podcast, we get a lot of emails from folks, and we we directly respond back to everybody's emails to us. We really like your emails. If you have any kind of email, tango at two or more to tango.com, T-W-O, uh, and we'll always respond to your emails. And we've had a lot of those. We, we really appreciate knowing that that you're listening to us, that you enjoy what we're doing. And, and we tend to get a lot of emails from people who are relatively new. And I think that's because our podcast has been the story of a couple who has literally stumbled into the podcast and we're sharing this whole journey as we go. I want to say that we had planned this one and then I listened to a recent Swinger Diaries podcast and what did they do? They did uh, listener questions. But they're so stinking hot and cute that and we'll give them a pass. <laughs> we'll, we'll give them a pass. Yeah. So we, we, I actually said on Twitter to Pen and Page, I said we were going to do a podcast on listener questions, and you just did one. But we had people say, hey, uh, you should go ahead and do yours because, frankly, you won't be nearly as articulate and good as Pen and Page. Uh, if you've never listened to the Swinger Diaries, you are missing a lot. I almost hesitate to refer you to these other podcasts because <laughs> we may never see you again. They're so good. Uh, Pen and Page have a different take on their um, on their podcasting. They do it in the form of a diary, dear diary, and a topic, and a topic. Not necessarily. This is what happened last week, which makes them uh, pretty different. And I, if you are listening to our podcast, then you will enjoy the Swinger Diaries. You really, really will. And Penn and Page are that couple that is really, really unique in that they're a very, very sexy couple. They're a very, very attractive couple. And they may, may be the nicest damn people you've ever met in your life. Aside they're, from you and me, Mr. Tango. <laughs> I don't even want to try to do the comparison. They are just, they, yeah, they, they are just the sweetest, nicest couple you'll ever meet. Go find the Swinger Diaries and listen to them, and uh, hopefully you'll... 
You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. So, Pen and Page, we love you dearly. Anyway, we have gotten some listener questions, and as we said in the beginning, we are not experts in any way, shape, or form. If you've listened to us, you know that. But we will do our best to give our point of view on these questions. So let's just jump right in. We have a lot of questions that people ask us, and, and almost all of these are from people that are, are new to the lifestyle or are thinking about getting into the lifestyle. We have a lot of questions on jealousy, and here's one. It sounds sexy and exciting as a fantasy, but when you see your partner having sex with someone else, doesn't the jealousy kick in? Mrs. Tango? This is one of the ones that goes back to that comment that we keep bringing up time and again. You don't know until you know. Our biggest piece of advice for anyone thinking about getting into the lifestyle is go slow. Go very, very slow. You can't you can't take anything back. There's no rush. When we have when we got into the lifestyle, right from the very beginning, we we posted uh, that Mrs. Tango had always been very bi, but the thought of actually playing with another woman just didn't seem like the thing that happened in real life. And we posted on the lifestyle board, and we met a couple where the woman told Mrs. Tango, "We will go as slow as you want. I'd be happy to introduce you to that. No pressure." Just whatever you like on your side. And she was that way. She was very patient. She was very kind. She was very good. She was very good. <laughs> and Sex uh, orgasms on the sofa the first night. I tell you. Before we went to Naughty in New Orleans, we went to a club to try to meet a couple. We got lucky. We played. But we started Soft Swap. We wanted to know would would uh, would we weird out in that environment and it was very clear the first time mrs tango reached for the other guy's cock and started sucking his cock that she didn't have an issue with it but more importantly i didn't have an issue with it and one of the things that you have to do as a couple is you have to talk about everything yeah and and when we were doing this we were constantly looking at each other and checking on each other to make sure it was okay we let the other couple know this was our first time. And I think if, you know, for the, for the people that are asking about this, you, you need to let the first couple that you play with know it's your first time. Now, there, there are couples in the lifestyle that they don't want to play with a newbie. They just don't want the potential drama. I get that. Uh, they don't want to do that but i think what you'll find is there there are more couples who will be very happy to go slow with you the first time maybe coach you a little bit uh that's not the right word coaching doesn't really sound no, right that, that's not the right word <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just picturing a coach you know get back do that 10 more times <laughs> with a whistle around the neck yeah with a whistle around the neck but the first soft swap that we had at a naughty new orleans was a couple that we had met before when we were soft swap and we told them that we thought we were ready to go full swap. They were very experienced and they knew it was our first time. And they asked, you know, we played with them soft for a while and 
both he and she looked at us and asked, okay, do we want to pull the condoms out? And we said... We couldn't say yes fast enough. We left skid marks saying yes. But they were very good about that. And they were kind of watching to make sure that we were okay with everything. Now, on the other side of that, uh, two naughty New Orleans ago, uh, CNS, boy, do we miss you guys. We, we met a couple that had never done anything but kiss. And we got to know them in naughty New Orleans. And by later in the week, they said they wanted to play for the first time. And we went very, very slow with them. And in fact, with them, um, there was a point at which she wanted to go a little bit further than we thought they were really ready to go. They, they, they thought they were ready for full swap. But we decided that, you know, you can't have... Oh, we wanted you, to. We did. But you can't change horses in the middle of the stream. Right. And so we, we Stick actually... Stick with your rules. We actually, as you know, even though we got into the middle of it and they felt like they were ready to go full swap, we said, you know what, you can go full swap later. But since you had not decided that beforehand, we're going to stop with soft swap. So... Find a couple that's willing to go with you. And the other thing I'll say is, how's your relationship in normal life? If you have jealousy issues with each other, if you have trust issues with each other, boy, you are really going to screw it up here. Yeah, the lifestyle might not be your thing. This is not a place to try to improve your relationship. You may find, if you're a secure couple... But it does add another dimension to your the, your relationship and to the intimacy between the two of you. But if you have a weak marriage, it's like the old thing of if you got a weak marriage, don't have a baby to try to make it better. If you have trust issues with each other, and we ran into that in our very first night in New Orleans, right? We did. Uh, we encountered uh, someone. We didn't know it at the time. We didn't know it at the time. But we encountered someone that um, she was very into the play the guys with the guys and with the girls and he was he didn't have a problem with the girls part (laughs) but he was he was not cool with her enjoying the the sex play with other men but the bottom line was in their case and i i think as i recall back in their case he even brought her to naughty new orleans and didn't let her know it was a swingers convention i recall that same fact now she really got into it and he was not good with it and he had a real problem with it for the two of us i think this would have been much more difficult we've said this a number of times if we had tried to get into this much earlier uh we'd had a lot more years to enjoy it but i don't think we were we i don't think we'd gone through enough right now at this point in our relationship we know we're not going anywhere, and we're very secure in our relationship. We know that there's no chance either one of us is going anywhere. That doesn't mean we take each other for granted. It just means we're very, very secure in our relationship. So to, so to answer the question, doesn't jealousy kick in? It might, and the only way you're going to know is to go very slowly, to let the other couple know. This is the first time you've done it. And as you are playing, you guys check with each other and you make sure you're good with it. And 
if as you're playing, either one of you says, I really don't feel comfortable with this. You never, ever, ever, ever take one for the team. So you tell the other person, hey, I need to take a time out. I am just a lot less comfortable with this than I thought. And if you're with a good couple. They're they're, going to be cool with it. Yeah, they'll completely understand it. And if they aren't cool with it, you don't need to be with them anyhow. Yeah, they're the wrong couple. So the answer is you might be, you might not be. First, see how your relationship with each other is to begin with. Talk a lot about it before you do it. And make sure you're checking with each other when you do it. And just go slow. Second question. We went to a club, but we had no idea how to hook up with a couple. Everyone seemed really friendly, but no one came up and asked us to play. And we really didn't know how to initiate things. Help! Exclamation point. Do y'all remember that friend that I've got that contest with, that video contest? Why, yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, The very first time uh, we went to Naughty in New Orleans, she she and her husband were not able to go as well. And she and I were texting before we were heading out, and she gave me this piece of advice, which was the best advice. And the situation, let me just back up a step. We hit, we were at our first night in New Orleans, and we were a bit overwhelmed, and we had the same feelings these people had. She told me, just be bold. Go out there and just talk to everyone. Um, be specific. Do you want to go play at noon in our room? Do you want to meet up at, since you're in New Orleans, um, Café du Monde? It's a long walk from the hotel. That is a long walk for the hotel. <laughs> we would never say Café du Monde. Do you want to meet in the hotel lobby? Yeah, 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 that's better. Do you want to meet in our room? Uh, but you, you, you need to be specific. And that's actually how we broke through in our first one, right? It is. So, I mean, and that's our first Not in New Orleans podcast where Mrs. Tango talks about that very specific thing of us being totally overwhelmed, her getting that advice. And then just asking a couple, do you want to go play now? And they said yes. You know, when we went to our first club, we had been we had listened to folks like John and Allie at SwingerCast, another podcast we highly recommend. And people had said, when you first go to a club, don't expect to meet and connect with another couple the first time. We got lucky and we did. Second time we went, though, we didn't. But we had a good time anyhow. We had a great time. It was, it was a great, uh, it was great fantasy fuel, uh, with us watching the other couples, the other partially naked women. Well, and also we always play in the group room. Yeah, we do have that. I do have that (laughs) exhibitionist side. But, But I think the, the, the point is that if you sit back, whether you're in a club, whether you're at an event like Desire, which we've not been to, but we need to go to, uh, whether you're... That's many more trips to the gym. (laughs) Whether we're at Naughty in New Orleans, if you just sit back and wait for people to approach you, it may not happen. What you're going to find is, one, you may find a lot of other couples are sitting back and waiting for people to approach them. We've been surprised at how many really hot couples we met at Naughty New Orleans that 
it's Friday or Saturday and we're talking with them and they hadn't played with anybody yet. And we just assume they play with everybody because they're so hot. Uh, it's kind of like the school dance. Everybody's waiting for, you know. Girls on one side, boys on the other. Yeah. So you've just got to go. I mean, part of the fun is the two of you looking around and finding a couple. And this can be online. Now, online it's easier. Because you're looking online, you see couples, you send notes back and forth. I mean, I think that that's a lot easier. If you're an event or a club and you're wanting to connect with a couple, part of the fun, I think, is the two of you just looking at the other couples and saying, hey, which of these couples do you want to connect with? You're giggling about something. Yeah. There's a song, I think it's Brad, a Brad Paisley song. That says I'm cooler online. <laughs> that I am in real do life. Do you know? Do you know that song? I do not know that song, but we're gonna go you find it. You have to it. go find it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, you know, part of the fun is the two of you, you know, looking at the other couples and saying, you know, which of those couples do you find hot? Which of them do you like? And then you've just got to go up to them, talk with them, chat, get them laughing, have fun with them. And then you've just got to buy Matitos. Yeah, buy Matitos or two. <laughs> and if you're at a club or you're in an event like Naughty New Orleans, Desire, whatever, everybody's there to play. I mean, it's not like in a bar environment where you don't know why people are there. You know why people are there. It's a given. And so go up to them, approach them, and just ask them. Just, you know, just find whatever you're comfortable with. And just say, you know, are you guys interested in playing? Because we are. And be aware that they may say, you know, we really enjoy you, but we don't really feel the, the play piece. You know, Mrs. Tangle's very bi. So for us, she has to like the girl and the guy. I have to be attracted to the girl. And, of course, for the other couple, you know, she has to be attracted to Mrs. Tango and to me. And he has to be attracted to her. And so and you the guys got, just have to get along with each other. Well, I, I have to be comfortable with the guy with Mrs. Tango. You know, that's a lot of connecting that has to go on. It, it, I guess one thing that, that you have to uh, think about is if you never get turned down, you're probably not approaching enough people. Just just realize that that if you approach somebody and they turn you down... That's okay. That happens to everybody. And it doesn't mean anything wrong with you. It just means that, you know, somehow there's not a sexual connection. So you just got, but I, I will guarantee you this. If you sit back and wait for everybody else to approach you, you're never going to play with anybody. Unless you're really, really, really hot. <laughs> Next question. We met a couple online and we met for dinner. We realized we weren't at all attracted to them. But when they asked us to go back to their house, it was really, really awkward for us to say no. How do you say no without being embarrassed, Mrs. Tango? Um, I think you're just going to be embarrassed. And this is one reason we don't do dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned that Swinger Diaries had an episode where they had uh, some questions. They had three questions. And this was actually one of their questions. So, one, 
if you want the really good answer, go listen <laughs> to them. <laughs> I think that if you're in the lifestyle, go back to our previous question. You have to, you have to realize there are going to be some couples that you approach that aren't going to feel the connection for a wide range of reasons. And, and conversely, there are going to be people that you get together with and you don't feel it. You don't feel it after you've talked with right. them for a little bit. If the other couple can't handle, and, and I think what you have to do is you have to come up with the way that you feel comfortable telling somebody. And it, and it may be, you know, we've really enjoyed having drinks with you guys. We've had a lot of fun. For whatever reason, we don't feel the the click to go to the next level, but we really enjoyed you guys. We've had a lot of fun tonight. I mean, it's just that simple. And if the other couple can't handle it, they probably shouldn't be in the lifestyle. That said, it, it is awkward. Um, it, it really is awkward. And, you know, if you're in a lifestyle type thing, like a naughty New Orleans desire club or whatever, you know, I think what you try to do is as soon as you feel like there's no connection, then you find a way to disconnect before they make that comment. You know, I remember the first or second time we were in the club, probably the second time we were walking around and meeting people and we met a couple and she was wearing a yellow mesh see-through top. She was. She was a lot of fun. She was. I think you would have enjoyed her. I would have enjoyed her. Her husband looked like your old uncle. He did. He even had on. Did he, have, he didn't have he overalls had, on. Are my, you sure that's my, not in our brain? My brain tells me he had on overalls. <laughs> Maybe we just converted that in our brain. But he looked like Mrs. Tango's older uncle you know, on the farm, and we knew immediately, you they know, were a no -go. if she were going to separate, uh, we would play with her in a, in a minute. And so what we did was we chatted with them. I think it was really clear she wanted to play with us. She was interested, but we chatted with them, and we said, hey, you know, we've had a good time. We're going we're gonna to move on and mingle and talk to some other people. We'll catch up with you later. Uh, there's a term called ghosting and pen and page talk about it where you basically do that. And then you kind of disappear and you never meet up with the other couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's awkward. I don't know. It, it may be awkward to tell somebody else no more than it is to somebody to tell you no. But just know that anybody who is in the lifestyle, and I think this is true online, we'll have people that will send us notes and want to connect with us. And this may sound shallow, but we, we may look at their pictures and say, boy, there's just something about those two we are not attracted to at all. And what I do with them is I've just said, hey, appreciate it. Um, don't feel like there's a connection. Good luck, you guys. Have a great day. And again, if they get their feelings hurt, they shouldn't be in the lifestyle. It's just that simple. But there's not an easy answer. I would just say the two of you try to come up with some way to tell other people no. 
that you're both comfortable with, and that's going to be different for every couple. And understand that if you're in the lifestyle, the couple you're saying no to may be used to it. That sounded terrible. That did. did. (laughs) Next question. Next question. Do you have signals? How do you let each other know if you're interested or not? Well, that's related. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, go listen to our past podcast. Uh, we have come up with different signals. When we first started, we really tried to come up with a variety of signals uh, that we tried to we would try to work in the conversation. And then we'd realize, you know what? Those are awkward. They were either awkward because they didn't really naturally fit or if they naturally fit one of us might accidentally use one and then look at the other person like no that isn't what i meant uh and so for the two of us kind of like when we were talking about the couple that we went out with the other night i didn't have to look at you and give any we we actually had a signal i'm not going to share it in case we ever use it with people that that listen to us but we actually on the drive down we said okay you know here's what we'll do if we're not interested here's what we'll say but we didn't have to use it i and it's funny because when we first started meeting with them our initial uh, i knew that your answer was going to be no and initially it was and i just knew it and honestly but they were awkward initially and we we've we've already talked about that so but i i could look at mrs tango and all it would take would be kind of a look. And we didn't need any signals. I, I knew to begin with the answer was no. Conversely, which is not just a tennis shoe, <laughs> you're looking at me. That took you a long time. That did. I knew later in the evening that things, you know, had, changed. things had changed. And... I think if you're a couple that's been around each other a long time, we've talked to other couples about this. We, we've, and most of the couples that we've talked to that have been in the lifestyle for a while or that know each other really well, they just know, you know, you both know, but at the same time, I don't think it's a bad idea for you to come up with something that you can easily work into conversation Maybe something just as simple as you reach over, put your hand on your partner's knee, and if you squeeze it once, it's yes. If you squeeze it twice, it's no. We were with a couple uh, at an event, and we were on the bed. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The other woman said to her husband, you look awfully tired. And he stretched and says, no, I'm good. Yeah, and we, shortly thereafter, um, not shortly, <laughs> immediately thereafter, you and her started making out. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. So that that couple obviously had a signal. It was very clear that it was a signal because if he had said, "Yeah, well, it's been a long day," I think that would have given them a very easy out. And and honestly, we knew it was a signal. It didn't hurt our feelings at all. Um, well, it didn't hurt our feelings because, because it we had a positive. We had a wonderful night, but I mean, it wouldn't have hurt their, our feelings if he'd have said, if he'd have said no, or if he'd have said, "Yeah, I'm really tired," and then left. We'd have kind of laughed because about it because we had a good time with them, regardless. Yeah, we 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 like them. 
I think it is a good idea, and some people may disagree with this, for you, the two of you to have some kind of signal. Uh, it needs to be something not real obvious. Like I said, it can be as simple as you're reaching over and squeezing the other person's leg. Because usually you're sitting at a, it's amazing how many times you're sitting at a table or something and having drinks. And I don't think there's any issue if you just reach over and like one squeeze is yes, two squeezes. So make really sure that you know what they are <laughs> to let each other know. Because th- there could be a case where the guy thinks, yeah, this is great. And the woman says no or vice versa. And here, here again, I will say never, ever, ever take one for the team. Yeah. If either one of you feels no, it's a no. Uh, so I think, I, I think it's not a bad idea to have a signal. I think just what you'll find is that if you and your spouse or your partner know each other real well, I think you'll know. I I know um, there was a couple that, and I'm going to try to be a little obtuse here so I don't identify anybody, that we were on the bed with at Naughty New Orleans chatting with. I'm going to move my mic and try to mouth to her who I'm talking about. That we had in our room and... We did not ahead of time talk about where we were going to play with them. And and the reason we had them in the room was something I'm not going to go into. But we were just chatting with them. And it became really clear between the four of us. That play was going to happen. Play was going to happen. In fact, it became kind of fun, the anticipation of the play. So, again, I think part of it is how well do you know your spouse or your partner but I agree. I, I do think that having some kind of little signal for each other. And it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Don't use a signal that's really, really obvious. Hootie who. Hootie who is pretty good. It does not work. Uh, you know, gee, the moon looks awfully blue tonight, doesn't it? Yeah, things like that probably don't work. But, you know, just something really simple. We have two more questions. What if we meet somebody from work, family, etc.? I'll let you take that one. I think that you go to them and you say, hi, this is awkward. I wasn't here. You weren't here. See you later. In fact, I have a shirt that says that. This never <laughs> happened. Have you, have we talked to anybody that that has happened to? Um, Nick and Nora. They encountered a classmate that I think they ended up playing with, I think. Maybe a family member? Somebody encountered a family member. I don't remember the family member, but I know Nick and Nora have talked about meeting somebody they went to high school with. I think the couple that we talked to at the club the second time that we went, um, uh, she talked about they met somebody that was, I think, high school or something like that. Um I don't remember, I don't that, remember but. who, but I know we've talked to somebody that met somebody from work at one of these things. It, If it happens, uh, to be fair, I think most of the people we've talked to have never met anybody like that. It is a reason that in our online accounts, we do not show face pictures. We don't even, we're in a little tiny town. We lived in, in a bigger city, a big city. We didn't have a problem putting what city we're in. When living in a little town like we do now, we don't put it what our home city is. We put the biggest close city, I think, is what we have there. It, it is a fear that we have 
but I will say if you go to a club and you see somebody that you know there, they're going to be as horrified as you are. Yep. The last thing, they're going to be thinking the exact same thing you're going to be thinking. They're probably going to be trying to duck and hide from you. But every couple that we've talked to where that has happened, where they've talked to them, there was a little bit of an awkward something up front. But then they realized, okay. They can't tell. You got this hobby. We got this hobby. You're not going to want anybody to know. We're gonna not going to want anybody to know. There was We're la- good. And there was laughter about it. I've never heard of anybody meeting family. That's just too weird. That we're not even going to talk about because that just kind of weirds me out. But again, I think it's the same situation. Could it happen? I, yeah, I guess it could. If it does, I'm not going to say that it won't be awkward. But if it does, they're in the same place you are. They're going to be worried about the same things you are. The last thing they're going to try to do is out you because the only way they can out you is go to work and say, hey, my wife and I were at this swinger club and we saw Mr. and Mrs. Tango. If it's your boss, you're actually in a pretty damn good position. (laughs) Yeah. How about that raise there? How about that raise? So the, but it is a very, very common concern and fear. Again, by far, most of the people that we've met have never, ever had that happen. The uh, last question that we've had is we've talked a lot. No, we've talked about, read a lot, listened to your podcast and others you've recommended. We're ready to jump in. What's the best way to get into the lifestyle? Is it an event like Naughty New Orleans? Is it meeting some people on a website, a club? Or some other way. Yes. <laughs> so the way we originally got into it was we got onto a lifestyle website and we let people know that we were newbies. In fact, at that time we were rural only. And um, that's the way we started. We basically filtered through a number of people before we found the right couple. That said, we took a long break because of life and job loss and moved to another city before we got back into it. Heck, we moved to a whole other state. Moved to another state. Same country, but kind of, sort (laughs) of. And then we got back into it once we got settled back down and we started talking about playing with other couples, which was really, I felt like we really got into the lifestyle once we started playing with other couples and we went to the club. For us, our first, um, besides the initial girl-girl play we had, previous place we lived, we heard about Naughty in New Orleans and Mr. Tango registered us to go and booked us a reservation. We actually started listening to SwingerCast. And why did we ask them some dumb questions? (laughs) And we thought, you know, before we go to New Orleans and are in this situation where we're with a thousand other swingers, we might should go try this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we there went. there is something to be said about each, right? Absolutely. They all have So their, let's talk about the pluses and minuses of each. So talk about meeting people online. Meeting people online, you have the opportunity to have lengthy conversations. You get to ask questions. You get to know as much of them as they're going to be truthful about. Because you do have a trust issue there. Right. Yeah, and, and we talked about on a previous episode, if we get a an invite from a couple and it just says, hey, let's fuck. Yeah, probably not. Unless they have great pictures. <laughs> we are shallow. But in all seriousness, I, I think you've got a good point. With online, you have the opportunity to chat with people. To Now, understand if you're online, there is a frustration with a lot of people online that you connect with and then you want to chat forever and you never want to meet. There's a lot of people that just don't have any patience with that. They're like, you know what? We got a lot of friends in real life. We're talking about connecting with a couple to have sex with. I mean, let's just cut right to the chase to play with. And if all you want to do is chat and chat and chat and you never want to meet, then we're going to move on. But you do have the opportunity to go back and forth and and chat. I mean, there's a couple that we're talking with online Right now, actually, it's from already booked. Um, that we're we're talking about on Kick K I K, and you know what? Kick is not just for kids anymore. <laughs> or did I get that mixed up with something else? I think you got that mixed up with something else. Yeah, I probably do. I, I think you're right. With the online, you have a little bit more of a chance to get to know each other. Let's talk about an event like. Uh, a club. Well, let's go back to a club. Pluses and minuses of a club. With a club, you have to be quick and if you want to have... And bold. And bold. And if you want to have sex with someone, you have to speak up. Because there's a lot, there are a lot of people there f- for the exact same reason you are. And... Hopefully everybody there. Yeah. Oh, that's not a given. Some people may be just there to watch. Yeah. The other thing with a club versus online, we talked about this in a previous podcast. What are we looking like? What are we looking like? What are we looking for in couples that we chat with online? There's a lot of people with photos. And and to be honest, we've got to update our photos because we have a number of photos that are a little bit old. But we have some recent ones, too. In fact, we need to do a whole new photo shoot. That'd be fun. Saturday. And we'll share that with people. You never know 100% online. And that's plus and minuses, too. Uh, the the couple, frankly, that we talked to, that we went to the bar with. A few weeks ago. They had terrible pictures. No offense if you're listening to us. If you're listening to us, that's that's okay. Not everybody knows how to take good pictures. But they really didn't have good pictures. They were good enough. I mean, they weren't bad enough that we said no way in hell, which we have done with some people. But in a club, you see them. So there they are. In a club, you know 
you know, they're right there. You can walk up, you can talk with them, you can chat with them and you, you can, can touch them. <laughs> and, and, and you can, you can see pretty quickly whether you connect or not. I think the, the downside to a club, and I've heard this from a lot of people, if you go to a fairly popular club, there will be a lot of couples that are regulars and, and there's clicks. Yeah, and there are clicks, and that sounds bad. But I will say, like in Naughty New Orleans, if you find us in the lobby of the Aster of the hotel, we will often be congregated with people that we know. I think that's just natural. Yes. I mean, for us, the club worked. We actually met a couple, and we played with them the first night we were there. But the advantage of that is that everybody's there to play. Everybody there is is primarily there to find another couple. And, or two. Or two. And, or two. Yeah, that's a good point. And you can see them. You can sit there at the table. You can look at other couples. So who are we attracted to? And you don't have to worry about, you know, are their pictures really representative? A lot of things, that, and we've talked about this, a lot of times when you talk to when you look at uh, profiles online, there tend to be a lot of pictures of the women and no pictures of the guy at all. And I get that because Mrs. Tango, in my opinion, is much more of a draw than I am. <laughs> and I'm the one taking the pictures. But I think in the club environment, it's a more immediate kind of environment. And... Um, there are pluses to that. You're just not going to get to know people like the way you can online. Now you talk about a big event, but you go to a big event like Naughty New Orleans this year. There'll be a thousand or people Key there. West, um, Fantasy Fest. But let's just talk about Naughty New Orleans. We have a lot of experience there now. There are a thousand people. There are 500 couples. You got a hotel. Everybody in the freaking hotel. Are swingers. It sounds like the ideal way to get into this, but let's talk about the very first time we went. Intimidation. There are 500 couples there. So how could that be bad? You got 499 other couples to pick from. We were surprised at, at how intimidating the first night is. If you've ever heard the term of being lonely in a crowd, Boy, were we. I think our very first night at the end of the parade when we, when we were standing in the burlesque hall, it's a, we talk about that in our first Naughty in New Orleans podcast, and you should go back and listen to that. We were in the middle of all these hot, sexy, oh, beautiful people. And they were all, the women were all topless. People were making out with each other and more in the club. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you think this is the perfect environment. And we were kind of standing in a corner thinking, what the hell are we doing here? I mean, honestly, we were t looking at each other going, yeah, we're really going to have a good time, right? We're really going to enjoy this. But we were looking at everybody trying to think, how do we get connected with anybody? And with that many couples, it it can be intimidating. In, in some ways, I think a club is easier than something like Naughty New Orleans. Because there are fewer options. It's more intimate. Right. You get an opportunity 
if you want and if you take it, to talk to everyone. Yeah, I think that's a good point. At Naughty New Orleans, you will go to like the the afternoon bar uh, takeovers. Yeah, the bar takeovers, or something like Girls Untapped. Yeah, or, and I, I don't know about the bar, the Girls Untapped. I'm never there. But but let's say you go to like the beach, and you're not connect. Oh, let me let me just add this: if you go to an event like Naughty New Orleans, there are people that you can you can connect with. We connect with the Swinger Cast crew now. We have a way for you to sign up for Naughty New Orleans on our website. We would love for you to sign up for Naughty New Orleans on our website. There is, we don't get any money or anything for that, but but it's a good thing. Honestly, though, we always sign up for Naughty New Orleans through the Swinger Cast group, just because John and Allie were the people that introduced us to the lifestyle. And they're really cool, and they're really hot, and they're they, just nice people. They are very cool. They are very hot. They are very accepting. And by doing that, if you go to a big event like Naughty New Orleans, they also go on cruises. They go to, I think they have a thing where they go into hedonism. I need to put a link to Swinger Cast. Hedo? Yeah. And it's it's nice to have a group where you can reconnect, where you have a a resting place. Kind of a home base. A home base. Yeah. So our very first Naughty New Orleans, I think the thing that saved us there was that we often, like in the evening theme uh, parties, parties, John and Allie always had a table. And the people from the group that signed up with them, their crew, so to speak, was there. And so we always had a home base where we could go sit and chat with people that we knew. They have a meet and greet to begin with where you get to know people. We got a thing. They do the same thing. They have their own meet and greet. And you get to know people. And you. some of the pieces that overwhelm you, uh, it's very helpful to go meet with a bunch of people that you become friends with right in the very beginning. Honestly, most of the people we have played with have not been a part of that group. Is that right? Uh, now, the six of them was all part of that group. Yes. The first year... Everybody we played with was part of that group. But I, I would say if you're going to go to a big event like Desire, not in New Orleans, find a group that you can meet with. For that matter, our very first Fantasy Fest, although we didn't realize it was a lifestyle thing. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But we actually chat. We, we joined a crew and we chatted with them a lot. And, and had a good time getting to know these people. And when we got to Fantasy Fest, we had a group of people that met at Captain Tony's, and we had instant friends from the very beginning. And we found out ten years later. <laughs> God, we were how idiots. dumb were we? <laughs> oh, we could have had so was, much fun with those people. That this was a lifestyle crew. We joined that crew. It was actually a Yahoo crew. Um, is Yahoo still a thing? But they had a Yahoo group, and. We asked questions. And we joined them. And in Appar- fact, apparently we didn't ask the right questions. Yeah, we didn't. But, you know, I remember that first night you had told them that you had a kissing contest. And, and they And said the one that, guy said, okay, everybody. Let's help Mrs. Tango out. So I would say if you're going to go to a big event, 
uh, find a podcast like SwingerCast. SwingerCast goes to cruises. They go to Desire. They go to Hedo. They go to Naughty. Hedo. Hedo? Hedo. Hedonism. It's well, not hedonism. How it's do you hedon. know that? Because that's how it's pronounced. How do you know that? <laughs> because I'm smart. Okay. I'm You're not l- the only one with smarts. I'm going to look that up. But find a crew that you can join up with if you're going to go to a big event. And I think that helps a lot with the big events. The good thing about a good event is there are a lot. It, the lifestyle can be like a lottery. How is the lifestyle like a lottery, Mr. Tango? There are... A lot of people, and you buy your ticket, and you hope you connect with one of them. And you're looking at me like that's a really lousy analogy. I don't get it, but somebody might, so go with it. You know, there's just a lot of people there, and you only need to connect with two or three couples. But I would say if you're going to go to a big event, my advice would be, Go to people like uh, a swinger, uh, a podcast like SwingerCast. We got a thing. Just find a way to connect with a bunch of people that you can connect with before you go to the big event. We also, um, you know, if we go to Desire, we need to go with like John and Allie. Sure. Would we go with anybody else? Well, I don't know. (laughs) We're also on, um, I don't know what this is, how it's based, but already booked. So we can see. Oh, that's a very good point. If you go to a cruise or if you go to not in New Orleans, go to alreadybooked.com, which is just like it sounds. And you can look at some upcoming swinger cruise, not in New Orleans. Is it also in the vanilla world? No. Okay. And you can, everybody, there's a lot of people that say, I'm going to go on this cruise or I'm going to go to swing to not in New Orleans. And they post their pictures and they have their profiles and you can see a whole bunch of people that are going. And we've actually connected with people, not through our podcast or through John and Allie, through already booked. You can send messages back and forth. And yeah, and, and we've played with people that we have connected through that. So that's a really had good point. had a really good time with some of them. Oh, they had mad skills. Awesome. And I wasn't jealous at all. I was just trying to learn. <laughs> that's a really good point. Already, booked. we need to find them. We didn't play with them last year. Nope, we had other options, but and they kind of sound like they want to play with us. I feel bad now. Let's find them. We'll find them and play with them again this year. Already booked, uh, Miss Tango is a good point. Already booked is a, if you're going to go to a big event, uh, I would go there, uh, put up a profile, and then you can see photos of all the people that are going to go to the event you're going to go to. None of them are bad. I think if I were going to recommend, if you're just getting into the lifestyle for the very first time, online. Online. I think online is is the best way. It's the way that we did when we were absolute clueless newbies. And I think it's... As opposed to absolute clueless experienced people. (laughs) I think because it's one-on-one. Yeah. It's one couple with one couple. um, It's less intimidating. Have you had enough to drink? Get there. It's less intimidating when yeah. it's just one person. Yeah. I Yeah, my recommendation. There, There's no, or not as much, deer in the headlights. Yeah, my, my recommendation if you're first starting out. The one last thing I'll say about online, 
is what you will find is that the websites tend to be very regional. Uh, SLS, Swinging Lifestyle, tends to be national. I'd probably start there. We're on Cassidy, but we nothing on Cassidy. It, it tends to be more East Coast and West Coast from what I understand. There's a website called Swing Village that, quite frankly, is more regional to our area. When we started, the people that we met, the very first uh, couple that we met, where we lived in the Midwest, uh, C4P.com, Couples Foreplay, was, there was a lot of people. So just go look for websites and then do a search for how many people are in your area. And you get a pretty good feel for. And if you're on the C4P. Yeah. Um, avoid the people with the horses. They're just weird. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> that sounds like a good place for us to wrap this thing up. Mr. Tango, I'm excited about going to oh, New Orleans. I am so fired up. We, the moment we drive, it's a long drive. But we have so many clothes, so many toys. We have a suitcase for the Sibian. If you've ever wanted to ride on a Sibian, and Tango be... at com. We have one in our room. We're happy for you to try it. But the moment that we get through the rush hour New Orleans traffic and the bell captain takes our luggage... We're there. And we walk into that lobby. We cease to be Mr. and Mrs. whoever we are in real life in the vanilla world. And, there's and just, we become Mr. and Mrs. Tango. There's just this big sigh. We're home. And it just feels so good to be there. We will be there Monday uh, before not in your own June starts. 3rd, July 3rd. July 3rd. And we will leave Monday when it's over. And if any of you are going to Naughty in New Orleans, please send us an email at tango at Tuamorta Tango. We would love to meet you. We would love to have a Tito's with you. And uh, our Twitter account is at Tuamorta Tango with the number two. And you'll see a picture of Mrs. Tango with her steampunk outfit, which I think is quite hot. Our website is www.tuamortatango.com. And again, our email is, to, is tango at tuamortatango.com. I think that's the podcast. What do you think? I think, I hope that, that it's... I hope we can edit it down. We had a lot of interruptions tonight. And I hope that... There's something worth listening to. I hope we can turn this into a real live podcast. Our next podcast will very likely be the one right Post after New Orleans. Not in New Orleans. And our commitment is that we will have one per month. The other thing that I'm going to say here is one of the things that we're going to start doing at the end of our podcast. There, One of the things that we, as we've talked to other podcasters, and I will say this about the podcast community most of us tend to know each other pretty well. There's no real competition between us. We each have a different style. And we all just really like each other a lot. And if you look at our website, we have a lot of podcasts that we have listed that we think you'll enjoy. And we've mentioned several tonight. 
But one of the things that we discovered as we were first starting to do this is it is hard to put music on a podcast because of all the royalty issues. That caused me to look at royalty-free music. There are a lot of great bands and singers out there that are not currently connected to a label that makes you pay a fortune anytime you replay their music. So one of the things we're going to start doing is at the end of each podcast, we're going to start playing some royalty-free music that we have found that we like a lot. We recently chose a tango that we really love. That'll be our from theme that, song. That will be our theme song that is in that area. Yeah. So we're going to start playing royalty fee music at the end of each podcast is our, uh, there's intros and there's outros that we will play as our outro. And so we'll link to it just to give them exposure. If you like them, go buy some of their stuff, go find their stuff, download it and, uh, give them some support. And I don't know what I'm going to play yet, but there's some cool stuff out there. I'll probably play some blues. Oh, gosh. You know what we're missing in town tonight? What's that? The blues. Downtown? Downtown. Don't tell too much. You might tell where we are. (laughs) We probably don't have any time left. No, we don't. So with that, we really appreciate the fact that you guys listen to us in in spite of the fact that we've been a little bit irregular lately. We... We and will that commit so, to being more regular to you. And that we're so inept. <laughs> inept. We need to get some ept. We need to be ept. <laughs> <laughs> With that, from Mr. Tango. And Mrs. Tango. Good night. And we'll see you in New Orleans. Bye-bye.
Surely you can get an hour podcast.